The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Absolute sports betting degeneracy. Hey everybody, Arch here, and it is Saturday morning. Sex Panther, what's going on? Saturday morning, and we already have two NFL games lined up for today. But this is a different week, I think. You know, one, it's the final week of the regular season, but a lot has happened since the last time we got together. And I think we sometimes make comparisons between the U.S. government and Roger Goodell and the NFL League offices. And I think this week, those comparisons might have been fair because of all the possible outcomes they could have had for heading into this week and playoff scenarios, I really think they butchered and fucked it up. Mm. One thing we don't mess up is my counterpart, my my. My hero, my CBS Sports Line legend, Bill. Morning, guys. Legend. That's too much. It's too much. But, uh, man, happy to be here. Happy it's week 18. This is an absolute shit show to try and handicap. We're going to do the best we can here. I, I think we're going to get some money. Oh, yeah. So what is, I'm going to ask the, uh, the famous, you know, what, 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 let's see here. Like there's uh, Walter Cronkite, Dan Rather, Edward R. Murrow, Phil. Right. That's the CBS. That's the CBS journalistic track. Right. I, I think that's the, the Mount Rushmore. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Um, they're going to have to have to chisel out some some oddly sized ears on on my bus. Uh, so that'll go. be that'll be great. So what's what is going on with the playoffs? How, how have they decided to fi- fix it? <laughs> I don't even know if they've actually decided. Oh, they're really? Still talking about things. But so what, basically, if the Bills, Chiefs, Bengals um all win and two of those three were to end up in the afc title game they're talking about a neutral site which i'm guessing i haven't heard this i haven't read this i'm just this is my guess indianapolis seems to make the most logical sense um it's it's a the colts we don't have to worry about them playing in the playoffs um but b it's the most logical location between those three cities um, for them to navigate and try and get down if they're going to do a neutral site. But that seems to be their answer for that. And then if the Ravens were to beat the Bengals um, tomorrow, that would actually create a one-game separation. So then the hypothesis was, well, what if Cincinnati would have lost to Buffalo? Baltimore won the, won the division. So they're going to ha- if they were to square off in the, in the playoffs, they were going to put that and are they going to do that with a coin flip um, or potentially put that at a neutral site? So they don't have any specific answers, but the ones that are floating out there, I hate them. Am I wrong, Phil? 
No, no. And, and it, it, you know, I feel really bad for the Bengals here. That That's my takeaway. Cause they, you know, they were a sympathetic, you know, um, partner in all this with the bills. And it seems like they're kind of getting screwed at the end of the day. Um, you know, if they happen to lose to Baltimore, you know, they, they've already been deemed the champions of, of their division and they may have to go on the road, you know, in, in the first playoff game, which is wild to think about. And then also, you know, with that, that's that's scenario A. They also get a first place schedule next year. So, you know, you, you don't get rewarded and you're kind of just getting punished in a lot of different ways. And and it stinks. I mean, it's an unheard of situation, but the, the Bengals kind of end up with the short stick here and all of this. Mm. Yeah, it's what a mess. Um, I don't know. How, I don't know how you fix it necessarily, unless you just say that game was, uh, you know, a, t- a, t- a tie, right? You just give me each half a win, half a loss in the record, and move on. Agreed. I think I think giving both teams a tie would have would have really done away with with a lot of this this craziness, and and that probably would have been the way I go. But you know, the NFL is the king of overthinking things, and here we are. Mm. I think that's that's where I'm at. They overthought the thing, so they they took the liberty of like, okay. We're not going to play the game. It's a no contest. It's not in the record book. Why are we overthinking? Well, what if so and so would have won? Or what if so and so would have lost? Like, you've already made the decision. They played 16 games. Now it just is what it is. So if the Bengals are on the road or the Bills are on the road, the Bills lost their number one seed because they only played 16 and Kansas City played 17. So be it. Nobody's going to like it, but this indecision, I think, is worse. Yeah, agreed. 100%. All right. Well, <laughs> we'll see what they do. <laughs> Once again, just make a decision and stick with it. Fuck the haters. Just just plant your flag and go, right? Yeah, because I mean, yeah. at the end of the day, the NFL is 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 huge, you know? And, yeah. you know, whatever they say, we'll go with. We'll watch it no matter what. But it would help if they made a good decision. <laughs> it would. It would. But, you know, that's not, that's not ne- uh, necessary for the NFL because, you know, they make a lot of bad decisions and we keep... We keep just we'll keep watching gobbling that shit up. All right. Uh, we've all three talked about the Saturday games. Has anybody moved or changed or wants to you know, plant their flag on anything going on today? Panther. Well, I think yesterday uh, when we did the, the main show, I kind of like Tennessee plus the six and a half with the assumption that there might be a Ryan Tannehill, but it, the, there's not uh, Joshua Dobbs is going to be the starting quarterback. And that just, this team has only eclipsed 20 points one time since Tannehill went down, and it's not been very good with Dobbs at quarterback. I think Jacksonville actually might just slap a piss out of them. So now I'm very inclined to lay the six and a half, and I think Jacksonville wins by two touchdowns. Ooh. Yeah, I'm, I'm on the other side of that one. I, I, I was on uh, the Titans, um, you know, in the book club. I'm on um, Derrick Henry over rushing props, like rushing attempts, 21 and a half. I, I like Josh Dobbs. I, I think he he looked pretty good. It, you know, the last time we saw him on that that Thursday night game against the Cowboys, the Titans have the the benefit of a little extra rest, um, three days worth. So they haven't played since December 29th. I like that. Um, you know, I I I think Vrabel is the king of of covering these kind of spreads, keeping things close, grinding it out. I like the six and a half here with the Titans. Yeah, I'm not moving off the Titans either. I like the Titans, and I'm I'm not budging. I like the six and a half too. Um, Kansas City Raiders. I know Panther, you're on the Raiders, and it's and I, you know, I admitted that you know the Kansas City is a very public team, and it's kind of telling me to bet the Raiders. But 
my spidey sense is tingling just a little bit in this one, and so I'm still leaning Kansas City. Well, I think Kansas City has a lot to play for, and they're the first one of the first of the top seeds, so they can really go in there and plant their flag. And I, and I listen, I think the Chiefs win. I honestly have not seen anything out of their defense that suggests they're just going to shut the Raiders down. Um, Stidham had a really good game last week through for, what, 365 yards, something along those lines. Uh, I, I think the Raiders will score. It wasn't that I think the Raiders will win because I definitely don't think they'll win. The nine, or it might have been nine and a half yesterday, I, I just felt like that was too many and I expected the Raiders to keep it close. And, and I'm going to stand there. I think the Raiders will come out and have something to play for and like to at least get out of this season, which has been a complete shit show on a try and get out on a winning note. Yeah, I, I think they're going to they're going to uh, end the season on a covering note. I'm, I'm on the Raiders as well. Um, you know, with Waller back and Hunter Renfro back, um, you know, the, the Stidham has some weapons and he looked pretty competent against a, a really good San Francisco defense. Um, so the, the chiefs certainly, certainly don't have that level of defensive play. Uh, so Stidham should be able to, to at least work a straight cover here, even though Josh Jacobs is questionable. I like the Raiders in the nine and a half. My only concern is when you're very public teams getting that juicy line and no one's taking it. <laughs> no, one's yeah. no one's betting the chiefs everyone's on the raiders so that's all something to be concerned about maybe all right enough of that shit and there's only eight and a half by the way now for the chiefs let's move on panther what do you got going on for sunday we got a lot of games we got a lot of action i think one of the things the nfl finally did right was at least get this schedule put together well the end of the season schedule and the way they did the time slots Let's start with game number one for me, Tampa Bay on the road going to Atlanta. Tampa Bay locked up their division because we all saw that coming. We were 100% confident that the Buccaneers were going to win uh, the NFC South. And listen, this team has not looked good. They haven't been very good on the road. They're three and four. But this is a game, even though they've clinched, I don't feel like they can take off. They've won two games in a row, and they, they need to keep their starters out there. They're starting to get things going with that offense um and i i just feel like they can't take the foot off the gas they've got to get this thing going uh preparing for dallas philadelphia whoever shows up the following week in in tampa bay um and, and they scored 30 points i think it's the most points they've scored all season was 30 <laughs> points last week so they're trending the right direction maybe they're i'm not gonna call them hot by any stretch but maybe they're warming up uh to the team that we kind of thought they might be at the beginning of the season um but here they are an underdog and this is a very very winnable game atlanta's not good even though they're five and three at home this is not a very good team offensively challenged team so i'm catching four points and i'm definitely taking the four but i might even sprinkle a little dust on the money line uh i love the buccaneers here plus the four I agree with you. Uh, that looks like there's a four and a half at FanDuel, and I'm all over that. Mm -hmm. uh, Tom Tom Brady on a, a podcast show this week said that the starters need to play, and Kyle and I agree at least for a half. You know, I'd, I'd like to see Tom build on the chemistry that he had with Mike Evans. They hit on three long ones that was good to see. Um, you know, th this is a team that can't run the ball, uh, but they've been playing a little bit better defense here as of late. I think the Falcons absolutely stink. Devin Ritter, not an NFL quarterback. Uh, I, I think you you kind of made your bed with Mariota. So th this is just a bad Falcons team. No weapons, uh, no Kyle Pitts. 
give me the Bucks, and I'm I'm just kind of hoping that the uh, the Bucks keep the the starters in for a long time. <laughs> uh, what? So, explain, can anyone explain the line then? Uh, yeah, I think oh. it's it's priced as if the the Bucks starters may play for a quarter, a quarter. or so. Yeah, no, that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. What I need here, as I'm taking Atlanta minus the four, is Tampa Bay to look like they did for 16 weeks. One through 16. One through 16. And just, I'm going to throw 17 out and say, you know what? That was an anomaly. That's not who they are. They are who they were for (laughs) every other week of the season. Give me Atlanta minus four for 50 bucks. You know, how does. Hmm? I was just going to say, how does Blaine Gabbert fit into your handicap for the Bucks? Oh, well, you know, you, you always have to worry when you get a Missouri guy out there because Missouri right. always disappoints you. Or, or, yes, or, or just the Bucks defense to hold on to a lead. Maybe the play in this game actually is just take, uh, for me, Tampa Bay in the first half, uh, since we're worried about that second half. And maybe just the first quarter play. there, buddy. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Maybe it depends on if they get the win the coin, coin toss or whatever, get the ball. What else you got? Uh, next game up, I, I'm really interested to get your guys' take on this one. This one does involve the Buffalo Bills. They're at home. New England Patriots are coming to town, and everybody, the whole world is aware of Buffalo and uh, DeMar Hamlin and, and what happened there. And going into this game or leading up to tomorrow, I think you you really could have had questions about what their mindset could have been. But now that um, Hamlin's awake and he's conscious, and he's writing, and he's talking, and he's communicating. Um, I, I really feel like a lot of pressure, mental pressure, has been taken off this Bills franchise, this team. Um, I'm sure there's going to be a win-one for the Gipper kind of mentality out there. And uh, But listen, I love McDermott as a coach, Josh Allen, the leadership of this team, the camaraderie, the family atmosphere. I don't know how anybody can not love this Buffalo Bills team right now. Uh, going against a Patriots team that, listen, they're four and four away. They're eight and eight on the season. Like they are the epitome of mediocre. And I, I just don't think that this is a, a game that they can win. They're going into Buffalo who has something to play for. The NFL is kind of taking their planted their flag and pissing everybody off. So to me, this is a Bills team that's got something to play for, a chip on their shoulder. They got the emotion. They've got the fan base. All the check marks are in Buffalo's corner. I think a touchdown is not enough. So give me the Bills minus the seven. I'm with you. I'm I'm 100% with you here. I think the Bills are the play. It feels really, really square. I mean, this, Mm -hmm. this feels like, you know, us along with everybody else in the gambling world you know we're all going to be rooting for this minus seven so the patriots will probably win outright that's just the way it goes uh but i think the right side is the bills i mean they're they're going to be fresher you know if, if that if that means anything they they played five minutes of a game on monday night so um you know theoretically they didn't take as much damage physically mentally who knows i i don't pretend to be a amateur psychologist i don't know what's going on but it seems like a lot of good news so i'm just going to take the bills at home here uh, the Patriots have just been just been very disappointing. Mac Jones has been not very good. Um, so I'm going to take the the known quantity here and take the bills. Yeah, I, I'll lean Buffalo with you. I'm not betting this game. I don't like this game. I don't like this matchup. <sighs> I mean, how many times can you say a Belichick staff is not very good, not very put, you know, put together? They're, they're not a good staff. This is not a good coach team. I don't even blame Mac. It seems like Mac Jones, he's he is, you know, 
probably slightly below average, but everybody else on the team is playing well below average. This is a badly coached team. I don't like it. How does Buffalo not just roll them after what's happened? I mean, I'm I'm envisioning a Rocky II styles moment where uh, Demar leans into Josh Allen and says, "You can do something for me, win," and that's it. Like so, yeah, I'll I'll lean Buffalo. All right, next game up. I got a feeling Arch is going to have a say and a play on this one. We're looking at two of the worst teams in the NFL, the Houston Texans. Hitting the road, going to take on the Indianapolis Colts. Now, despite the Colts having twice as many wins, um, they, they're twice as bad, I think, as Houston. This this is a Colts team that cannot get out of its own way. You know, even when you thought there might have been a, a chance that they would have gotten things right uh, when in that Minnesota game where they built a 33-0 lead and proceeded to lose it. Uh, it's just gone downhill from there. This should be the swan song for Jeff Saturday. But the big thing here is the Houston Texans and how they play and how they coach and what the play calling is because you know they're kind of sitting in the catbird seat for the first overall pick. And uh, yeah, I know one particular person in, in this trifecta here is, is rooting for a Houston win because uh, he's got a Bears play for uh, worst record in the NFL. I think two people do. <laughs> yes. people do. We got to go all the way back to week one when these two teams played and managed a tie. Uh, I think the Colts were just a lot better back then. And Houston wasn't bad. Listen, this Houston team is not bad with Davis Mills, the quarterback. Now, I'm for, Future, he's not their guy. They're going to draft a quarterback. But this team is much better with him right now this season or even last season than whoever the other alternatives are. I'm just dumbfounded that the Colts are actually the favorite here because I think Houston's the better team, um, and I think they're going to win this game outright. I'm going to take the two and a half, but I'm putting my money on Davis Mills and these Texans. Yeah, I, I... This game really got me on out of bounds. Um, I think, you know, we're going to see Jeff Saturday, who, who actually thinks that he can have this job next year. So you're going to see him motivated. You got Lovey Smith on the other side, equally inept. Um, but the, the Texans have been the scrappier bunch of the two this year. Um, last week was kind of the first time we've seen them not in a ball game in quite some time. So, you know, my my head says take the Texans. My heart says take the Colts. So um, I'm I'm really going to stay off this game. Gotcha. I don't have much of an opinion, um, but I I really do hope that the um, you know that the Bears end up the losingest team in the NFL after all is said and done. <laughs> yeah. Well, they're they're certainly they're certainly trying. The Bears are Correct. certainly trying. So yeah, uh, you know, I, we, Phil and I both have a bet on the Bears having the worst record in the NFL. And it's all predicated on this game. If Houston wins, Chicago loses, our bet cashes. So, I mean, the smart play, right, would be maybe to hedge a little bit against this and, and bet the Indianapolis, Indianapolis Colts money line. That's not what I'm going to do. Why not yeah. win twice? Why not win twice? <laughs> 50, down. 50 bucks on Houston's money line plus 127. Let's fucking go. Let's go. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. All right. You have me amped up for. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead, go ahead Bill. I was going to say with with the double down talk that's got me hyped up for for TCU Georgia on Monday night. Oh boy, oh boy, yeah, I I'm with yeah, a little cat out of the bag, but I'm with you on that one. Ooh. All right, next game up, Jets against the Dolphins. Jets already eliminated Miami. They're just trying to play some winning football. They have not won a game. I, I 
don't even know October. When was the last time they won a game? It's been a minute. Uh, two now they're starting to have be questions on whether or not two is the quarterback. You see, you know, the defense has been giving up a ton of points. Um, and and but here's the thing: they've played hot teams and some really good competition. I mean, losing to Green Bay, who's red hot. They lost to Buffalo on the road. The Chargers, who've been playing well. San Francisco, who might be playing the best football in the league right now. And last last week they lost to New England by two. Um, so yeah, they've lost, but they've lost to some pretty good competition. I don't think the New York Jets are pretty good competition. They're coming in uh, on a losing streak of their own. They've only managed nine points in their last two games combined against Jacksonville and Seattle. This is a very offensive, inept team. Miami does have a little bit of a home field advantage. They're 5-2 and two at home. I don't think this time of year putting the other team in the so-called heat uh, and having them bake away is going to be a factor. But uh, I, I just don't like this Chets team, and I think there might even be questions on whether or not Zach Wilson is the quarterback of the future and what they're going to do there because they had a good draft. They got you know, they got some players, but they just can't put it together because I think there's a lot of questions at the quarterback position. I think two and the Dolphins right the ship and, and make a play to at least try and get into the playoffs. Uh, so I'm going to lay the three points and put my money on the fish. I'm with you on the fish. Um, I think we're going to see Joe Flacco at the helm for the Jets. And I think <laughs> I think I'm hearing Casey Thompson um, as the signal caller for the Dolphins. So, wow. Oh, Legends boy, of the game. It, it's going to be an ugly one. I'm kind of just hoping that Tyreek Hill breaks a breaks a long tutty and, and, you know, wins a low scoring game. So I think the Dolphins get it done. It's not going to be pretty. It's not going to be a game I'm interested in watching. Uh, but but the Dolphins cover. Yeah, I'll lean with you guys on the Dolphins, but I'm I'm not betting this game. I'd be shocked if we see it on red zone very often either. It's it's not going to pop up very much uh, on red zone. I'm I'm going to carry the Brian, Brian Flores flag for years. He was right. Two is not your quarterback. He was right all along. Now your defense looks like shit. Boy, you should have kept him. You should have kept Brian Flores. You should have tried to bribe him or bully him. He was the right coach. You're fucked. I believe they did try and bully him. Didn't they try and bribe him too, like to give him a little incentive to lose games too? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Fuck those guys. Yeah. Brian Flores is right all along. What's next? Next game up, uh, Battle in the South, the Carolina Panthers, and New Orleans Saints, two teams that are eliminated. Uh, they have nothing to play for. Panthers, as, as much as we've liked how, the, how they've looked uh, without Matt Rule and uh, without Christian McCaffrey, uh, they're bad on the road. I'm really bad. Uh, one and six away from Carolina, going to a New Orleans team that is four and four at home. Winners of three straight, including a, a twenty to ten win against the Eagles. Now, um, unpopular opinion by some people, but that wasn't the, the Philadelphia Eagles. This Philadelphia Eagles team is not the same without Jalen Hurts at quarterback. They actually are quite mediocre. I think it maybe even makes a qualifying statement that he should be an MVP consideration um, because the Eagles have looked very mortal with Gardner Minshew as their guy. Um, the Orleans Saints, I, I really don't know what to think of this team because they've, they've got decent talent. They got that rookie Chris Olave from uh, coming out of Ohio State. Alvin Kamara uh, has been their bell cow now for several years. Um, is Andy Dalton starting this game? I think, I think he is. Don't know. But uh, he's not. He's not. Who is Taysom? I don't, I don't know. I thought, I thought you said he wasn't. I, I, think I said I don't starting. know. I don't know. 
You don't know. Okay, okay. okay. Uh, I, I'm expecting Dalton to start, but listen, the way Carolina's been playing, like even if they lose, they still think they cover the three and a half. So I want another dog here. Give me the Panthers plus the three and a half. Yeah, I mean, I I would lean the Panthers with you. I really don't want to. I really don't want really to play this game. I'm not not interested at all. But you know, uh, the Panthers have shown a lot of heart this year. You know, we we you know we we had tagged them to be dead after you know Matt Rule left, and you know they traded away Baker or cut Baker, traded away C Mac. I mean, this this team got rid of a lot of their you know uh, talent, so to speak, in the beginning of the year, and they could have just packed in their tent and went home for the year, but they didn't. You know, last week we we saw uh, that they were in the in the mix to win the division. You know, at the end of the day, uh, they came up a little bit short. But I don't think this locker room has quit. Um, whatever whatever is going on there, you know, they have a lot of pride. So I think the Panthers cover. Not sure how you know what the scoreboard says at the end of the day, whether it's the Saints winning but not covering. So I'll lean the Panthers with you. But again, not not really thrilled about this game. Yeah, I'm not crazy about this one either. I'm going to lean the Saints minus the flat three. You've got the three and a half. I'm just going to lean that way. Not betting this game right now. It, it's just stinky. I don't like it. I got three more, but this seems like this might be a good time for Phil to talk about the book club. You want to put in a little plug here, Phil? Yeah, I, I think everybody should head on over to everyonehateswentz.com or thedgens.net. Well, um, the DJ's you know, expire. We just need that one. We don't need the other one. I, I, I don't think we need it anymore. You know, the, the Wentz URL should be fine. Uh, but we are just doing it all. You know, we've got Steve back in action with the golf picks. Rory's doing some golf picks. Arch with the darts. We, we, we've got the, the D-Gen dart chart going on. <laughs> um, I'm handling the, the promos and boosts. You know, we're doing the NFL. Literally everything for everybody is going on. Um, even Kyle posts some picks so you can fade those and make some money as well. So, uh, <laughs> it's the best 25 bucks a month you'll ever spend. You get a three day free trial. There's literally no reason not to be in there. This thing is the best kept secret in all of the gambling space. Why haven't you joined yet? Be happy to see you. Guess who's back back again. My bookie's back. Tell a friend. That's right. DJ's proud to say that we're once again being brought to you by my bookie. But just because they weren't paying us doesn't mean we haven't been giving them some love. I still use my bookie to this date, and you should too. Why? Because March is about to get crazy. Insane. Maybe even a little mad. If you're still on the hunt for a sportsbook to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter bracket contests for a chance to take home prizes of up to 25,000 big ones, or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, MyBookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now, take advantage of their generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000. All you have to do is use the promo code DEGENS, that's D-E-G-E-N-S, but the fun doesn't stop there. Get up-to-the-minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about MyBookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, Anywhere, use the promo code DGENS to secure your limited time welcome bonus today. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. 
we've all right, like I said. Oh, we've also—I just want to say—we've also fallen in love, uh, fallen in love with a woman named Trina Gulliver. She's the new official uh, book club model. Okay, don't scare away uh, the potential customers, Arch. Trina Gulliver is a bum. She's a, a dart player that ruined quite a few plays yesterday. I will never, ever admit to liking that alcoholic broad. No thanks. Pass. All right, move on before we get sued. Oh, uh, yeah. I just had to go look up a picture. You're not missing anything either. So. All right, next game up. Uh, let's go to the uh, AFC North Division, the Browns and the Steelers. Uh, you know, we've been shitting on the Steelers now for a, a long time. Well, not recently, but uh, we kind of put them in the in the bag, buried them. They were they were done. Uh, Mike Tomlin's uh, winning seasons or not having a losing season, I should say, was going to come to an end, and here we are, eight and eight with that record on the line. If if anybody cares, I honestly don't think. That is a reason for Tomlin to to wake up in the morning. It's like, oh, I gotta win this game. But I think the the players do. I think the players. Um, this is a completely different Pittsburgh team than we saw in the first half of the season. Uh, they're, they're healthy. They got T.J. Watt back. Um, they're they're getting really good play out of Kenny Pickett. He's really trimmed down those turnovers. Uh, they're running the ball well. They're playing much better defense. Uh, I really, really do like the way the Steelers are playing. Now, right, their offense is not juggernaut. They're not going to light up the scoreboard. Um, but it's like 20, 24 points is enough for them to win the way their defense is playing and maybe the way the Browns are playing. This is another team that still doesn't light up the scoreboard. Their defense has been playing pretty decent. Kind of thought you'd see a little shot by now that Deshaun Watson would start playing like we saw down in Houston and, and 300, 400-yard games. But we're not seeing that. Uh, and I, I don't think Cleveland has really anything to play for. Pittsburgh, I think, really would like to get that 9-8 and eight record and uh, finish the season strong. So I like the Steelers at home minus the 2.5. I am 100% in agreement. I love the Steelers. I played them on the money line, um, you know, over and out of bounds. Looks like it's it's moved a touch since then. Um, but Kenny Tuglove, these guys are playing some really good football. And, you know, the game matters to the Browns, not so much. Who knows what we'll, what we'll see, you know, if it's a motivated bunch there out of Cleveland. They have had a tendency to lose the locker room the last few years. Maybe that'll continue. <laughs> but I, I really, really like the Steelers here. This is one of my favorite plays of the weekend. Ooh. Steelers on the money line. I hate the Steelers today. I hate them. Fair enough. I, I loathe them. Minus two and a half at home. Stinks. Uh, Pittsburgh is just like backing in, falling into victories the last couple of weeks. Just just bumble fucking their way into and winning. I think Cleveland's going to keep them from that from happening this time. 50 bucks on the Browns plus two and a half. And you guys have had, someday I have to sit down and you guys have to define to me what good quarterback play looks like because I see Kenny Pickett and I don't see good quarterback play. That'll be oh, on no, Arch. It's not good. It's just improved from what it was. It's better. Oh, it's like okay. from a, it's like going from an F to a passing grade kind of right, thing. Right, right, right. No, no, don't get me wrong. I was I was clamoring for Pickett too. I, I mean, Trubisky was a you know you know well Trubisky's Trubisky. All right, next game up. Uh, we're in the late afternoon time slot uh, where we're going to get all kinds of action. The Eagles are in play. The Niners are in play. But for me, I'm staying away from those two games. They're chalky as hell. I want to look at the Cowboys going against the Commanders. Got a, a coach maybe fighting for his job, or maybe he just gets gets the uh, old 
ticket Monday morning on a, on a Black Monday, but Ron Rivera is just kind of up what was a good Washington team, a team that was what seven and five just a month ago. Now they've managed a tie and three losses since then uh, to find themselves in a situation where they could very well end up with a losing record going against a Dallas team that's won four of their last five. The one that they did lose was in overtime at Jacksonville, who we've mentioned is playing red hot. I know some guys kind of throw Dak in that not very good quarterback thing. I disagree. I think Dak is a fine quarterback, um, just maybe that step below elite status. But Jerry loves him, and the Cowboys fans seem to love him. Uh, and he shouldn't have any trouble winning this game. I think the Cowboys, with still thinking they can win the division, the Eagles playing at the same time, so there's all the reason in the world to keep the starters out there. I think the Cowboys take care of business in a big way. I'll lay the seven and put 50 bucks on Dallas. Disagree. Oh. Disagree. I'm on the commanders here with the seven. Sam Howell um, you know, has flashed some, some talent, I guess, in practice. Terry McLaurin was clamoring to get him in to start uh, to start this game. So I guess Terry McLaurin may be signing up at everyonehateswentz.com because he's on the bandwagon. I think uh I think the Cowboys by about halftime will look up at the scoreboard, see the birds have taken off, and then in come the the Cowboys backups as well. So I think the seven is certainly going to be enough uh for the commanders to get the cover. Maybe even a little bit of value on the money line here uh Ooh. since this game will end up not mattering by the end of it. Did you see the spread, how it opened? I mean, I had to go look at a couple different sources to confirm that. Washington, no, I didn't see it. Washington opened up minus four, minus four and a half. Wow. And, and then it flipped. I mean, like a 13-point shift? What? That's wild. That's wild. Yeah, and yeah. a couple different places had the same number, so I got to assume it was right. So, Jesus. I'm going to lean Washington here. I'm going to say the opening line might have been the right line. I'm with right. you. We're big. We're big Sam Howell fans this weekend. Yeah, that's right, Sam Howell. Let's go. Oh man, yeah. It wasn't it, uh, Tyler Henneke uh, is the one that said, "Let let the kid play. I don't need to play. Let's see what he's got." Um, so he he was also on board with with putting Howell out there for this game. Uh, last game up, I think it actually is the game of the day. The NFL thinks it's the game of the day, and that's why I won't get to watch it because it's so fucking late, and I got to go to bed. <laughs> Detroit taking on Green Bay for all the marbles, at least for one of the teams. Green Bay wins. They're in. They don't need help. Detroit wins. They still need Seattle to lose. But I guess they'll know uh, when they play that game because Seattle will have already played. Uh, Green Bay has been playing really well. This is a a completely different team. You can see the smile on Rodgers' face. The uh, mediocre defense is starting to play at a much higher level. The offense put up 41, albeit it was Minnesota. I get it. The Vikings. (laughs) They either win close or lose big, and they lost another one very bigly. (laughs) But uh, Detroit's got the very capability, uh, all the teams in the league, to, to put up huge numbers. I think they're going to really, really test that Green Bay defense this week. This is going to be a good game, a close game. The thing that bothers me is I have to make this bet today. I think this is actually a bet I wouldn't want to make until after the Seattle game is over because Detroit's mindset of whether this game matters or not could really play a factor on how they play this game. But assuming this game does matter for the Lions, uh, I like I like Green Bay to win, but I like Detroit to cover. I want Detroit with those four and a half. Yeah, I don't. I don't think uh, Campbell's going to let his guys, um, you know, 
pack in their tent, no matter what happens in that that Rams game, um, which is a game I want to talk about a little bit later. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, it, it really stinks that this game hinges on on Baker Mayfield getting a win uh, on the road as a, a seven point dog. But I'm hoping to see it because we've got Lions futures that we're we're uh, holding on too tight with a clenched fist. I think the smart play though is on the Packers. Um, you know, Aaron Rodgers in this type of situation at home, he's still Aaron Rodgers. You know, at the end of the day, so I think the Packers are the smart play. But my heart is with the Lions. Yeah, you, you could talk about Dan Campbell pitching a tent all you want there, Phil. And I know that's kind of dirty of you. That's weird. Um, uh, so I'm, I'm looking at Green Bay here, minus the four and a half at home. It's a weird number, but I still like it. I mean, it's, we're talking about golf outside in January in Green Bay. His, his numbers are not going to be as sharp. I'm going to lay 50 bucks on the Packers minus the four and a half. And final thought, though, on this, so we'll get to you guys' other picks real quick. The winner, or whoever wins, gets in here, whether it's Seattle, Detroit, Green Bay. Looks like they will line up against the 49ers. So I almost <laughs> don't even know if it's going to matter. It might not matter. <laughs> it might not matter. That run, is all my play. Yeah, they're going to run into a cyclone. Uh, Phil, any, give me a couple games we need to look at. Let's talk about the Rams Seahawks. Okay. It looks like I think that the last night the Rams were six and a half point dogs on the road. Six. Uh, oh, six. All right. So it's it's moving our way. Kyle and I, we both bet the Rams last night at the, the six and the hook. Still like them at the six here. It's still a key number. Um, you know, we, we've seen the Seahawks lose five out of their last seven. And the magic is kind of gone. You know, uh, all that talk about, you know, Coach Carroll winning winning coach of the year. That's kind of faded away. Uh, Geno Smith, comeback player of the year. No, thanks. Um, the clock has struck midnight on these guys. So I think, I think that the Rams will, you know, head into the 12th man and take care of business. Mm. Um, you know, Baker Mayfield, he is playing for a job somewhere, probably not in LA, but he's trying to show that he belongs in this league and, you know, not on our USFL show in the summer. So (laughs) I, I think that he is talented enough to get it done. Uh, Tutu Atwell out there, a five-five receiver. Ben Skoranek, Cam Akers, go Rams. So I, I actually do think Baker Mayfield could be playing in LA next year. McVay is a, a huge fan. They go back a few years, um, so the, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Mayfield is still in LA next year. You look at the Rams' last three losses specifically. The last two were on the road at the Chargers, at Green Bay, and then the loss before that was at home against these very Seahawks. Um, I do think Mayfield does get the green light to just throw, um, but I, it's probably more about Seattle and how they played, and they have not played very well. They're Like I said, they're two wins. They beat the Jets last week. Yay. And they beat the Rams, whose season was already over anyway. Um, the Rams have a chance here, and I think they probably take a little solace in in eliminating a division rival from playoff contention. So I don't think there's any you know bench starters or anything like that. Um, I would lean the Rams with the six points, but it's just a game that I wasn't on. Mm, yeah, I'm going to lean Seattle minus the five and a half right there as it shifted. Yeah, I know. I know. It's gross. This is a fucking I hate this week of football. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. Uh, but I'm still going to lean Seattle here minus the five and a half. Any other games you wanted to circle, Philip? No, just just that one. I, I never want to miss an opportunity to talk about Baker Mayfield. I got to do it. I got <laughs> this is find it. We got one game I want to talk about. The New York football giants are playing the Philadelphia Eagles in Philadelphia. I have not, I don't think I've ever done this on the show. 
14 points. 50 bucks. Philadelphia Eagles minus 14. Lock it up. Oof. They're going to win. <laughs> They're going to cover. They're going to smoke the Giants. Oh, man. You know, I saw 14 points. I've got to assume Jalen Hurts is playing in this game. That's the yes. only way they're getting a 14-point line. Um, they do have something to play for. Uh, you got the Niners and the, more importantly to them, the Cowboys playing at the same time. Um, but, yeah, I, I love the Eagles here. I don't know that the Giants really have anything to play for, right? They've, they're have they locked into their seed. They're locked into the playoffs. There's, I don't know that this game matters to them. So, I think probably Philadelphia does win this one, pulling away. But uh, I'm trying to find motive. Is there any motivation here, Phil, for the Giants? Uh, none, none. Um, the the Giants are already locked in. They're they're going to be sitting Danny Dimes and Saquon. So we're going to see Tyrod Taylor. You know, an old favorite of of Kyle and I. Oh, yeah, sounds like Rory's on the bandwagon as well. Uh, we both bet this game last night at 14 and a half uh, during out of bounds. I I like the Giants here. The back door is always open at 14 mm-hmm. and a half. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I, I do believe that that Hertz and the crew will, you know, win sizably. But man, 14 and a half is a ton. Give me the Giants and coach of the year, Brian Dable. He should be coach of the year. Absolutely agreed. And I still yeah. probably, probably take, I think 14 minus the full strength Giants is probably not too big of an ask either. So. Giants suck. Yeah. They suck. It's a miracle. Yeah, they, it is. It is by through Brian Dable's will alone that they're actually winning games. There's no other explanation for it. You know, really. There's an explanation. I've I've said it repeatedly. They've this is the first year they've had a healthy Saquon Barkley. He's been a difference maker um, for Daniel Jones to be able to you know play action pass, throwing it to Barkley and having more time. Um, but yeah, I, I, it's still a lot of work to do with this team. But I honestly believe that Saquon Barkley being healthy all season long uh, has been a major factor for the Giants and their success. All right, there you go. That's the reason right there. Not enough. Philadelphia minus 14. <laughs> oh, man. I'm not, hey, I'm not doing San Francisco minus 14. That was that one was enough, but they probably got to talk about your Bears, though, right? Bears plus six. Bears plus six. No. It's the Vikings. It's, uh, it's, it's Nathan th- Peterman. <laughs> Nathan, five interception Peterman. Yeah, Vi- Kyle had, an, it, Kyle had an interesting take on that game? game. Okay. Well, one at a time. Tell me. Go ahead, right, Panther. I, I guess my question is: do, Is do, are the Vikings playing for anything? I guess. I guess if the Eagles and 49ers lose, no, not even the Eagles. They're, they have nothing to play for. They're where they are. Where they are. Every I, year, they, every year we talk about this. Every year we talk about: Are they playing for anything? Are they motivated? It doesn't matter. It does not matter. They're trying to win. Every team's trying to win, except for maybe the Bears here. But except for maybe the Bears. Yeah. What's the take? Yeah. I, I, I think that, you know, when we talk about the, are they motivated, are they not, are they playing starters, whatever. I was talking to Kyle last night, and, you know, I, I, my thought on it is, you know, you attack it kind of like a preseason game, but keeping in mind that the, the backups have also improved during the offseason. They've been in practice every day. They've, you know, been in the film room every day. So I think the bridge gets a little bit closer between the, the starters and the reserves. So when you're looking at it that way, I really like the Vikings here. You know, it's Nathan Peterman, for God's sakes. The guy is awful. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm leaning the Vikings. Kyle made a, an interesting play on Minnesota defensive touchdown uh, oh. since it's Peterman, oh. which is kind of a, a cool thing to do. 
So that's how uh, that's how we attack this game. Hmm. I like Probably that. some decent value right there. You know, if, if the Vikings could actually win this by six points, I think it would be the largest margin of victory on the season for the Vikings. Uh, their games have always been close. They either get blown out or win by a field goal. Um, so if they could actually win this game by six or seven points, I think it would be the largest margin of victory all season long. Mm, you know, um, ESPN's QBR, you know, kind of ranges zero to 100. Um, if we uh, take Nathan Peterman's QBR, it's 52.7. That's not an average. I just added every single one up. <laughs> <laughs> from each game i added his yeah his entire uh every time he started his qbr it's 52.7 cumulatively yeah i don't think that was the point of the qbr so that's that's not very good that's not very good no that's no. not very good horrible so Peter, Peter could be the the example the 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 guy that you single out when pe- people argue whether or not kaepernick should be in the job in the league yeah. that might be your guy right there there's some people that like maybe they can dust off like Jeff George. Maybe he should still be in the league if uh, Peterman's that bad. The Colts. Hey, I knew you'd like that. Uh, there's a few more plays. I'll probably keep it for the book club. Go Chargers plus points. But mm-hmm. we are at 45 minutes, so we're gonna we're gonna start wrapping this up. Any final thoughts on the last week of the regular season in the National Football League, Phil? I think there's still time to go put in your Brian Dable Coach of the Year award winner, uh, plus 220 at Bet365, plus 215 at points bet. Mm. A lot of meat on the bone there. He's going to dominate at the very least second-place votes, should grab a couple first-place votes, and that'll put you put you at a winning ticket. So Brian Dable, Coach of the Year, that's all I got. Take it home, Sex Panther. All right, guys, listen. We ended the year on a high note. We hit the parlay. Let's start the year on a high note, uh, and let's hit this parlay. You got Phil. Oh, um, I forgot about the parlay. You go first, Arch. Oh, okay, I'll take the Philadelphia Eagles minus fourteen. Uh, and we've got a losing parlay. There we go. <laughs> Panther, who do you like? Oh man, you know, I think I like Tampa Bay plus the four. Oh, there you go. We're zero and two. Zero and two, and I'll uh, we'll make it zero and three for the reverse sweep. Give me Baker and the Rams plus six. Yes, plus so you guys know what to do. Go take uh, the Giants, the Saints, and the the uh, Seahawks, <laughs> and that'll be your D-Gen parlay. Uh, this is the longest show I think we've had all year long. Uh, it's always you know it was nice. We had we lost Phil there for a while. Uh, it was good to have him back. Enjoy our time with Phil. And um, we'll, we'll do this again next week when we do the playoffs. But you guys know the deal. We're hanging out on Facebook. We're on Twitter. Phil's got a poll out there. Get on Phil's Twitter poll. Get on Phil's and, poll. Uh, yeah, man, Twitter, Twitter poll. <laughs> and uh, But most importantly, we're right here in the book club, in our Discord channel. Get in here and shoot the shit with us. Call us out by name. Phil is always, as soon as we get off here, I promise you, there'll be some kind of boost posted in there that he found on, on one of the the sites so get in there and shoot the shit with us call us out by name we'll holler right back but most importantly let us know what you did last week what you're doing this week and when it's all said and done kids it's all make some money fools information on this podcast may not be construed to offer any kind of investment advice or recommendations under no circumstances will the owners operators or guests of this podcast be held responsible for damages related to its contents What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. 
Shop now at Hero.co.